Hello world, this is Better Tech, a podcast where we chat with some of the most successful leaders about the latest industry developments. So join us as we explore the world reliant on tech. So thanks, Stacey, so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your role? Yeah, of course. Um, so my name is Stacey Keir and I'm the founder of digital marketing agency Brandlective Communications, um, which I run in London. Uh, but originally I'm actually from New Zealand um, and I moved to London in 2006. Um, and I used to work actually in the corporate travel industry, um, which was an industry that was hit pretty hard um, for two, well, two main reasons, really. One was... Um, technological advancements actually put me out of a job um, and then the financial um, recession in 2007 2008 um, was something that kind of led to multiple redundancies so I, I suffered over the course of about 18 months about three redundancies and at that point I thought actually you know what I need more control of my future um, I need to embrace technology um, and I actually set up my own business. So by 2012, I'd started Brand Collective Communications. Uh, and what we do is we work with small businesses to help them raise their brands online. Um, everything from website development, content, social, um, PPC, really anything digital you can imagine we do. Uh, I also host a podcast called The Vault with Stacey Keogh, where we sort of unlock lots of marketing secrets of very impressive SMEs. And last year, I actually wrote a book too, which is called uh, Get Online, The Six Simple Steps to Building a Digital Marketing Strategy for the Non-Tech Savvy. And what's been really interesting about that, and the reason I kind of did that, I guess we might get into this a bit later, but I suffering my redundancies and realizing the advancements in technology, I never wanted to be in that position again. And I want to work with businesses who also want to embrace digital and want to move into the future. <laughs> uh, so that was the reason that I wrote the book. But what's been super interesting about that is that in the past, since I wrote it, it launched almost a year ago now, 62% of businesses that we've actually signed in the last 12 months have been tech businesses. So blockchain, tokenization, women in STEM, some deep tech. Um, so it's been a bit of a range, but yeah, that's a little about me. <laughs> so I suppose that's the need of the hour, right? Helping tech businesses grow and scale up considering all these new developments that we're having. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's kind of working with them to communicate their messages effectively. Yeah. So the topic that we have for today is how can tech startups leverage technological developments heading into the new decade? I mean, it started, so I'm pretty sure there's going to be lots and lots of new developments coming up. So uh, what are some of the challenges faced by tech startups particularly when it comes to building their presence, first of all? So I think the key challenge that I have witnessed is communicating their message in a really clear way that is simple for their audience to understand. Um, so with most, well, not, I shouldn't say most, but the, the tech businesses that I have worked with are ones that are very um, caught up in the tech. So they're very um, enthusiastic about what it is that they're doing, the way that they're changing the world and all these very, very impressive things that they're doing as a business, but they don't necessarily know how to articulate that or to explain it in a really simple way to their audience. Um, 
and the experience I've had is, you know, there's lots of different, and who is their audience, I guess, is the key thing. Is it, is it, is it to a consumer? And if so, the consumer doesn't really care about all the detail of the tech necessarily. Uh, they just care about how does it help me and how does it solve a problem for me? Um, equally, if the, the audience that you're trying to target is, for example, investors, trying to get investors to invest in, for example, deep tech, they want the detail want to understand you know which universities are you aligned with and where have you done all of your research and they're really into the detail so it's really making sure that I, I guess that they are clear about who they're marketing to mm -hmm. and then being able to communicate that message effectively and in a really clear way I think that's a big challenge um, another kind of area that I think is a challenge is deciding to invest in the brand uh, and what I mean by that is the actual breath, you know, the, the way that it looks, the way that it sounds, the way that it feels, the way that it's being represented online. Um, I think, you know, with especially startups, there's so many different parts of the business that require attention uh, and, and investment. So it's, you know, things like the IP, developing the technology, you know, that is often where their minds go to. And I think a big challenge is actually making the conscious decision and investing the time and resources into the brand development. Right, yeah. And you mentioned that last year you had like 62% of businesses were tech businesses that you signed up with. Is that correct? That's right. Right. So in your like course of the year so far, is there any other challenge that you face, like particularly when it comes to like a tech stack or a particular technology? Are the businesses having trouble implementing it, scaling up? Has there been any such case so far? I think it's more, yes, yeah, so it's deciding to, to invest. So I think that's the, the main challenge, right? When, for example, I've worked with a few businesses who are at the sort of seed funding stage. So they may have raised their first round. Um, that's been very exciting, but everything goes into the development of the tech or uh, whatever it is in terms of the development. Um, and, I, and I'm finding now that when they're almost ready to go to market, and they want to start marketing <laughs> um, on a digital level, which is obviously what we assist with, they at that point start to realize that they don't have, they haven't got the messaging clear, that there are things that consumers or their end user are asking that they haven't really thought about. So I'd say those are the, I'm sure there's more challenges than just that, but I guess for me, just working on the digital marketing side of things, that's the sort of thing that I witness is very much just about the, the way they communicate the message um, and for them to actually consciously give some of the budget of the, the funds that they've managed to raise to brand, because a lot of times they just want to go straight, straight to marketing. They just want to market the product. They want to sell it, which is obviously what we all want in business. Um, but unfortunately, if nobody knows who you are, I think, especially in the world of tech where things are changing so quickly, there's a lot of new developments and advances that actually the everyday consumer doesn't understand. Um, so there's a, there's a huge piece missing in my mind, which is investment in the brand, investment in the education, so educating whether it's the investor or the consumer on what this is and what it does and why it's worth paying attention to. Right, yeah. So we know that like artificial intelligence, for instance, it's this buzzword, it's the it thing right now, a lot of companies are gearing up on it. So what role exactly do you think that getting the message across or doing the right type of marketing helps if businesses like that they working on AI? 
I think um, there's a couple of things. For me, I mean, there's basic sort of operational efficiencies. So I think some of the really simple stuff um, is where AI can play a really big role in startups, SMEs, or even bigger businesses, really. Um, but I think secondly, probably it's all about being able to deliver a good customer experience or a highly personalized customer experience. And I think that is where AI comes in and, and can play a really significant role. I think consumers now want to feel valued. They want to feel that a brand totally understands them and their challenges and their problems. Absolutely. And they want to feel that the brand is speaking directly to them. They don't want to just be uh, you know, one of, of hundreds or thousands of people. So I think, you know, utilizing AI in a way where you can personalize the customer experience. So whether that's, I guess, the way that we would implement that for businesses would be things like chatbots, um, where the sort of machine learning, where you can understand the, the journey that that customer has been on already. So in your experience so far, so what are some of the steps that startups and SMEs can take to train their resources on these tech developments? I mean, I think that's a big challenge. Um, I think in theory, especially at the beginning of launching a business, people are very enthusiastic about being on trend. I think the reality is like it is a massive challenge for both big businesses and, and startups because we're, we're creatures of habit. So <laughs> although as, as humans, like we like to see ourselves as these free will sort of conscious beings who are self-governing and we can set ourselves apart from other animals by our capacity for reasoning, the reality is most people don't like change. And so that's actually a massive challenge. I've had it in my business. I've seen it across loads of businesses where the massive, the, the big decision is deciding. Um, and I think that is difficult in a small business when funding is tight but equally i think it's challenging in the bigger businesses where they're not so open to change and i think even if at a, at a top level um, we want to embrace technological developments and advances the reality is that is actually very very challenging but i think the only way for us to actually do that is is by is allocating an innovation budget allocating time like working that into the team's schedules and day-to-day -day activities otherwise you do very quickly get left behind right and are there any more reasons that you see that you know like new uh, digital startups are also leveraging the same technologies as big corporate leaders or big enterprises in the industry but we also see that startups and smes are also performing well right so What's the secret that enables them to catch up to the industry leaders as well? I think they have to want to. So I think that's the big part of it. I think when these SMEs want to want to participate at that level, then they have the ability to do so. And I think it's a big part of it as well is, you know, there's, some, there's a benefit to being a smaller business or a startup where your ability to evolve and change and adapt is you can do that a lot quicker than, than a larger corporation or business. So I think that's a huge advantage. Um, and it's just about kind of staying on top of that and being able to uh, continuously um, keep, keep on top of it, I think is the big challenge because I think, you know, in the early stages when we're all excited about things and very enthusiastic, it's like an easy thing to carve the time out to want to do. But I think as a business grows and there are other responsibilities and hiccups and challenges and problems with customers and all that kind of thing, then it becomes one of those things that is difficult. 
So I don't know that there's necessarily a secret. I think it's more that it's used taking advantage of the fact that when you are small, that you have the ability to adapt quite quickly. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So, and what role does a firm's digital strategy in particular play in all of this? I mean, I think it plays, it can potentially play a really big role. I think, you know, in terms of, the things that digital allow you to do are things like really targeted campaigns. Um, and I think that is something that I'm finding a lot of tech businesses are really interested in is, is really tar- especially localization is something that people are really in- interested in. Um, so I think the ability to run targeted campaigns, I think the other benefit um, or the role that digital plays is the fact that it's really flexible uh, and at a startup stage or SME stage where Things are changing all the time. There's lots of different things happening. You know, often you're waiting for funding or when that funding comes in, you've got to roll things out quite quickly. I think the ability to be very flexible by that, I mean, you know, running things like simple things like Google ads or Facebook ads, where that is one highly targeted, but also can be scaled up and down really rapidly, you know, within an hour. If we need to change a budget, that can change within the hour. So um, the flexibility, I think, is is something that plays a really, really important role. I think the other thing as well is maybe just, as I mentioned kind of earlier, like the ability to actually enhance the customer experience. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, having a digital first approach to branding, it's, it's something that customers expect. So obviously it depends on the brand, it depends on the offering. Um, but being responsive on digital platforms is very, very important um, for millennials, but even more so for Gen Z. You know, that is something that is essential and that not many businesses get away with not implementing. Right. And do you think you can take certain steps to ensure a success of your digital strategy or it's more of a trial and error thing? No, I mean, there's fundamentals, you know, I think um, I, it, we're a digital agency. So of course we have processes that we run through to ensure the success of a, of a campaign. I think the key thing for any business is, is truly understanding your audience. So identifying who are your customers, um, what are their challenges and problems? How do you solve those challenges and problems? That needs a huge amount of time and resource and investment. And that's the most important part. I think where digital strategies fail is when we kind of, uh, where I've seen businesses just launch things without giving that audience much thought. So it's just sort of like, oh, let's just build the brand and throw stuff out. You know, let's run these LinkedIn campaigns. Let's run these Google ad campaigns. Yeah. It's targeted because I've chosen a certain demographic and location. Reality, that's not it. Like you really do have to, you have to know the audience inside out. So I think, you know, there's, there's sort of six steps that we go through to be able to, to launch a digital strategy um, but the first starts with truly, truly understanding um, who the audience is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Definitely. All right. Thanks, Stacey. Thank you so much for your time today. Oh, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to WeatherTech. We look forward to bringing you the latest industry news in our next episode. In the meantime, Check out our other episodes at techcell.com slash podcast and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you never miss an episode.